Hi, this is Dan. And this is David. Welcome to Campfire Stories. David, how are you this week? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, Dan. Uh, we had a nice big uh, nor'easter roll through here, so my back hurts from all the shoveling, and apparently I'm getting another eight inches of snow today, too. So, But other than that, doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. Um... I, I did not have any snow uh, this this week. Um, it, it did drop down into the 60s in Florida. Whoa! <laughs> I know. I'm bundle, time call to bundle. The, call the yeah. National Guard. <laughs> yeah, we 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 had to bundle up to to get to work. Uh, of course, by lunchtime it was back up into the 80s. So, oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> Don't want to have to wear those sweaters for too long. No, absolutely not. Although we've had days, we've had days at work in the past where uh, the ACs got away from us and uh, (laughs) quickly uh, brought the temperature of the building way, way down. And so we were kind of scrambling for sweaters or or something, you know, because the AC just wouldn't stop blowing. Anyway. All that AC being wasted, man. I know. I know. That's a lot of power. (laughs) So, topic for this week is uh, I don't I don't know how I mean it's it, we're in a connected age. Uh, everyone's kind of running around with their with their mobile phones and whatnot. And there are advantages to having uh, that cell phone. And um, like when I get out in the woods, obviously, you know, my significant other always requests that before I go to sleep and when I wake up in the morning that I at least, if nothing else, give her like shoot her a text. Yeah. And just to tell her, hey, I wasn't eaten by whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> and and uh, you know the other the other side of that is is uh, I like living where I live and and camping where I camp. Uh, when I take Razo the dog out, um, I've had experiences where you know you're walking along the trail and and there is a you know a rattlesnake or something like that. Now Razo being a three year old hunting dog. Um, being a three-year-old hunting dog is very curious when it comes to, to other animals. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so having a cell phone or, um, like a spot, you ever, you ever seen the, the spot, uh, it's, it's like a GPS locator, but you can, you can quickly text a, a um, it doesn't have to be a significant other, but you know, someone that knows kind of where you're going to be. Um, these kind of devices are, are, are great, um, tools that we have, yeah. you know, in 2017 that we didn't have 200 years ago, you know, and people, you know, and, and some people will say, oh, well, you know, you get out in the woods, you want to, you want to disconnect and you do, you do want to disconnect. I'm not saying get out into the woods and stare at your cell phone while you're hiking down the trail. Right. Um, well, we but, should be able to take advantage of the technologies that we have to make our lives a little easier. Exactly. And I mean, there's there's obviously that goal of of roughing it when you get out into the woods. And I enjoy that aspect of getting out in the woods. But at the same time, if something were to happen, if my dog was to get bit by a snake, if I was to get bit by a snake, if, uh, you know, I tend to go out by myself, you know, and if you're with somebody else, hey, Leave leave some cell phones home. Definitely leave some cell phones home if you want to. You know, I mean, yeah. if you don't want to, at least have one though. At least, yeah, kind of at least have one because you want to be able to reach out to somebody outside of the woods and say, "Hey, this is where I am. I am in an emergency situation. I need help." So, 
beyond the justification for bringing a cell phone. Oh, and but I mean, he, the other side of that is, is uh, you never know if you're going to have reception wherever you're going. You know, so don't 100% rely on it. Obviously, you need to rely on your own skills as best you possibly can. If you are out in the woods, if something does happen, you want to have the skills to, you know, get out. Uh, I, I mean, uh, short of turning this this week's podcast into a uh, Bear Grylls survival episode, um, <laughs> which, you know, those shows are fun. They, they, they are fun. Um, but the way I see it, if you're, if you're prepared... Um, if you have experience, um, which you'll be more prepared for more experience. You know, every time you go out, every 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 time you you hike or you camp or you get out with your with your dog or you get out with your buddies or friends or family, uh, you get more experience and you you understand the situation a little bit better. You know, mm-hmm. and you become more prepared. So, with that said. How do you keep your cell phone or your spot or your GPS? How do you keep that stuff charged? Yeah, that's like the biggest limiting factor to having connection and mobility at the same time is our limitations on battery technology, which is actually very quickly um, becoming a non-issue. Not not um, for us today, but in the foreseeable future, you know, the next 10 to 15 years according to market projections you know um we will be able to you know be connected all the time and not have to worry about batteries but in the meantime it is an issue yeah i mean it's an issue on both sides though because you do have uh people who don't want to be connected and then you have you know the i guess you, you also have those people who sit there and say wi-fi is causing tumors and maybe it is who knows yeah. um well, I, don't, I don't think no, it's been around but. <laughs> i don't think it's been i'm not i'm not gonna <laughs> i don't want to get into conspiracies or anything okay. like that but, but you never know what they're gonna find out 20 years from now about any any of the stuff that we use now you know right of course and that's a risk we all take together as we indelve into these unknown technological uh aspects of our lives yeah well i mean it's and Tech isn't the only thing that can cause issues, I suppose. Um, so there are a lot of external battery companies out there. There are a lot of companies that provide or that also do solar panels and stuff like that. Um, I personally, um, I love the batteries from Anker, A N K E R, um, and I I use the solar panels from Goal Zero. Yep. Um, my only issue is that Anchor tends to be really. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I don't use the solar panels from Anchor. the The price on the Anchor batteries tends to be very reasonable. Um, the prices on their solar panels tend to be very reasonable. But um, over the last couple of years, from Christmas presents or birthday presents, I've I've ended up with uh, just a, a large collection of Goal Zero stuff and a couple of things from Anchor. Um. But as far as battery capacity goes, um, and this is something that people need to understand, the battery capacity, the amperage um, on on the batteries, what it's actually able to push out, because a battery that says 16,000 milliamp hours, um, 
that 16,000 milliamp hours is usually at around 3.7 watts. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's going to need to be converted to 5 watts to actually uh, power your device. Hmm. And usually your device itself handles that conversion, right? Well, the, the battery itself handles that conversion. When the USB port starts pushing out power, it's going gonna, it's gonna to push it out at 5, or 5 volts, not watts. Uh, yeah, big so, difference. Yes, a huge difference. Um, so the battery itself is going to convert uh, the power from 3.7 because that's batteries are, like when they're rated, that, that's how they're rated. They're rated at the power that um, basically, like you could say, the... the the power that's coming into the battery. Like, mm-hmm. so like if you open up the battery on your cell phone or something like that, it's going to say 3.7, but it charges at five. Um, yeah. so that it's not that it's all loss. It's some of it's converting. Um, it takes power to move power. It takes power to convert the power, all that kind and of stuff. Batteries and are generally around 90% efficient. So, as far as converting the energy is concerned, they're, you know, about as good as we can get, um, theoretically. Everything's theoretic. Yeah. Um, I mean, compared to any other storage of power, they are the best. Well, so I guess my point is, um, if you have, so like you can look at your cell phone, um, you know, maybe you have a Samsung device that has a 3000 or 3500 milliamp hour battery um if you go out and buy a 3000 or 3500 milliamp hour battery uh external battery from something like anchor or goal zero or any of the other uh battery makers um that battery that external battery is not going to fill your phone from zero it's not it's not going to because uh first off it's going to convert from uh 3.7 volts to 5 volts and i don't want to make this this episode um, too technical, um, but ob- obviously you're going to want to go a little bit higher. Go up to like five thousand milliamp hours or something like that to fill up a phone that's thirty five hundred, uh, just so that you have a little bit extra um, for conversions and and say you have a bad wire or something like that. Yeah. Now there's here's losses the, in the in the battery itself. There's there's losses in transmission in your phone. Uh, yeah. You know, internal resistance in the battery and stuff is going to eat up. Now, here, power. here's the other side of it, or, or another part of it. Um, if you go out, you, you might get a battery that has two ports, one that says 2.1 amps, and the other one might say 1 amp. Now, that's going to be the speed at which your phone is, is, is going to be charged up. Now, most cell phones today uh, can handle 2.1. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple years ago, most cell phones handled 1 and tablets were around two. Um, but most cell phones today uh, can handle the two. Now, if you do two, that's going to be twice as fast, for the most part. You can kind of think of it as a stadium effect, is what I've heard in the past is the stadium effect. An empty stadium is quicker to fill at the beginning than it is at the end when it starts filling up. When, yes. there, are fewer, when there are fewer seats, it's harder for people to find... A, you know, an empty seat. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how battery tech is, you know, and, and a lot of, a lot of companies will sit there and say, Oh, well, you know, my, my battery or the battery in my, in our new Samsung phone can get to 80% in 20 minutes. 
Yeah, and the last 20% is, uh, you know, the rest of that hour or hour and a half that it takes to charge the battery from zero to full. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, the fuller that battery gets, the, the slower it starts to charge. Um, but as far as batteries go, if you're looking for an external battery, I would definitely go with something that has a higher amperage, anything yep. uh, as far as an output amperage. I would also look to see that the battery itself charges at a higher amperage. Um, a lot of times, and this is where a lot of the companies will get you, uh, you'll get a 16,000 or a 20,000 milliamp hour battery, and it charges at one amp, but it'll charge yeah. your phone at two. Now, that's now your phone is... 3,000 milliamp hours, so it's not going to take very long to charge it, but that external battery of 16,000 or 20,000 milliamp hours uh, at one amp is going to take forever, mm-hmm. um, and on top of, like, it's, like, even if you're plugging into a wall outlet, it's going to take forever. Yeah, but if you're prepared, you know, you plug it into the wall the day before you leave, it's really not an issue until you run into, you know, your five, six, seven day trips when you need to start recharging your backup battery with your solar panels. That is when it's going to become an issue. And that's why one of the, one of the reasons I really do like the goal zero setup. Um, it's, it's pricey though. Uh, that's my only concern. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get like uh, they have products like the Sherpa 50 and the Sherpa 100. Now the 50 is around a 50 watt hour uh, battery, which is similar. Like it's just a different size. Uh, uh, it's it's like comparing 12 inches to a foot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's just a different type of measurement for for capacity uh, compared to milliamp hours. Um, so, like, you can get a 50, it's actually 58 watts, they just round it to make it pretty, uh, or you can get a 9, or, sorry, you can get a Sherpa 100. Now, those two batteries that Goal Zero makes are very interesting because they have, they have uh, a three-prong, like, wall outlet on them. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or you can get a little inverter that connects to it and gives you that wall outlet. Uh, but it's also got USB. Uh, they also have, like... Um, they also have what they call a laptop port, which will push out 19 volts, yeah. which, which is pretty cool. So now, granted, I'm not saying go and fill your backpack up with every single electronic that you possibly have uh, and then head outdoors. Absolutely not. But in a situation where you are doing an extended trip and you're taking your camera with you and you need all the batteries that you can get you're taking your gps you maybe you are taking your computer so that you can dump all of the video and photos that you're taking onto a hard drive and empty out your cards or some your sd cards uh maybe that is you um yeah maybe you want to you know document make a nature documentary or something and i mean to go out into the wilderness for you know a couple of weeks at a time and you got you know, a hundred pounds of gear that all needs batteries and stuff. What are you going to do? I have a lot of good friends <laughs> that'll help you carry yeah. it all. Because <laughs> Luckily these days it, it might not be a hundred pounds of gear. It might be, you know, 30 for the same well, power output, but. And, and, and the, I mean, obviously the, the other side of that uh, statement itself is uh, some of the most, some of the most or the heaviest stuff in your backpack will end up being batteries because batteries they're just so dense 
Yeah. Um, but so the Sherpa, Sherpa 50 and the Sherpa 100 from Goal Zero, great products or very cool products, I guess. Um, their, their charging capacity, uh, you can do like 22, um, 22 watts. So I, I think maybe even a little bit more. I forget. I think it's an open circuit that does 18 to 22 watts depending on sun. Um, but they'll charge up, uh, you know, at say... Uh, 12, 12 volts at two amps, just about, you know? Um, so even like the, the, the 100, the Sherpa 100 will still charge decently quick, uh, because it's getting 12 volts at two amps. And that's the overall number that you want to look at. Now your cell phone is going to charge at five volts or so somewhere around five volts, maybe 5.2. at around so, one or two amps. Yeah. Yeah. At around one or two amps. Although some of the newer ones might be able to do three. Um, or you can look into like quick charge, which is another kind of technology from Qualcomm that can actually do, I believe up to 19 volts, but with very specific hardware, uh, charging yeah. hardware. Um, and then of course, as you get past like 70 and 80%, the voltage comes down because you don't want to destroy the battery, uh, but the amperage might go up. So you have the overall or an overall similar wattage. Um, but, you know, I don't want to get, like I said, I don't want to get too technical or anything like that with this stuff. Um, Cause one, I don't, I didn't go to school for an electrical degree. Um, this is just uh, stuff that I've, come across and found with my own experience um and so i'm just throwing that throwing that back out there if anybody uh wants to correct us on anything um definitely feel free to hit us up um it's always welcome yeah Uh, i did take an introductory engineering course on electronics and stuff like that so i i know a little bit but i'm not terribly confident in my knowledge um but one interesting aspect that I think uh, that I wanted to talk about is, <clears throat> um, so you have, say you you got your camera, you got your GPS, you got your beacon locator, whatever, uh, so that people know who, where you are, and uh, you you know if your solar panels are charging up, you know they can only charge one battery at a time, right? Generally. Um, so not necessarily. So like, so, cause like some of my, some of my goal zero stuff has passed through. Um, okay. and, and m- some of them also have, or all of my goal zero, uh, panels have multiple output, uh, ports. Um, now, so I can technically plug in on some of my th- up to three batteries, um, depending on which batteries. Now I would never bring three batteries with me camping. Um, yeah just because I'm not that professional photographer or videographer who's going to go out into the wilderness and, and make something, um, interesting, you know, that's, that's not, that's not me. Um, I usually will just bring one battery. Um, but like I said, I mean, I could technically bring multiple batteries, plug them all in, but the, the overall wattage that that solar panel produces is going to be drastically split up. It's going to, one, it's going to be split up between the number of devices, but it's also going to decrease based on efficiencies. Yeah. But from a, uh, survival aspect, you know, if you, you know, say you have, 
it's like a cloudy rainy day or something and so your, your solar panels aren't charging you got power in your battery for your camera but your cell phone is dead you know you twisted your ankle you got to call help but you don't have a cell phone you only have a camera um how do you your camera's got a battery it's fully charged how do you get the power out of the battery from your camera into the battery on your cell phone so you can make the call if you need to and uh one really cool trick that um you should at least understand conceptually to know that it can be done is to use a simple device called a pencil (laughs) and a pocket knife which you will have on you if you're going out in the outdoors, or you ought to, uh, you can actually make what's called a voltage regulator. And that will allow you to convert, say, your 19-volt, 5-amp power for your, you know, your camera into your 5-volt, 2-amp power supply for your phone. Mm-hmm. And they're not terribly complex i'm not going to get into the details but i think uh if anyone's interested uh you can you know look that up on youtube and it's not a terribly complicated device to make and it's could really save you if you are in a day an emergency situation like bear girls sure (laughs) like, <laughs> I know we said we weren't going to go there, but it's not interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, and at least we're we're not condoning drinking any any yellow liquids. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, survival, like get out, get out in the woods, have fun. Um. Um, I, I feel like the, the TV shows and whatnot have romanticized this survival thing. And I don't know if it's just like an inherent thing with, with men these days. Um, we, we as men, um, or just, you know, women, women as well, uh, or some women as well. I don't know. Um, but a lot of people have like this inherent, uh, primitive instinctual, you know, uh, need to feel like they can do something, you know, out in the woods, like they can accomplish something. They can rely on their own uh, devices to to go and live a life out in the woods, reliant on nobody but but themselves and and whatnot. And but that's and, just um, the world that we live in, you know. <laughs> it isn't the world we live in, but the thing is, it's the world that's sold to us a lot of times. And I don't want to rant. I really don't want to rant. Um, <laughs> But so I mean those kinds of shows are so popular these days because yeah. because they they really um they find that thing in people um uh that thing that makes people want to go and survive you yeah. know even though if if you're heading out into the woods have fun you know go go uh make new ex- or have new experiences go see something amazing go go experience something that you've never experienced before um, and the more times you do it, uh, the the better you'll get at it. The more prepared you'll be for it. The more you'll know what you need for it. You know, uh, the first time you you head out, maybe you only head out into into your backyard. You know, um, you you put a tent up in in mom and dad's backyard, and you learn something. You know, you learn whether or not you can hack it overnight <laughs> outside in a tent. Um, maybe the second time. 
you head out into the woods behind mom and dad's backyard. And the third time, maybe actually go somewhere else, you know, off mom and dad's property, you know, whatever <laughs> it takes, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not telling people how fast they need to, uh, um, figure it out, you know, but all I'm saying is, is, uh, get outside, go, go see something cool. You know, you don't have to live like bear girls. Yeah. So, um, I think we could, we could always compound on this. We could elaborate on electronics. Um, but, um, if people want, if people want to hear more about electronics, that's, that's cool. We, we can definitely discuss it at length, uh, compared to a 25 or 30 minute podcast. Um, let us know, I guess, you know. Uh, as far as this week goes, um, a couple of a couple of quick things. I think you wanted to talk about uh, a bill, Dave. Um, uh, yeah, real real quick, just uh, explain what the bill was, HR six twenty one, and uh, what are your what are your real quick thoughts on yeah. it, just for time. So I, I do believe that we had mentioned this uh, in the past when it was first coming around, but there was a bill introduced uh, to. The government, I don't know, the House, Senate, whatever, um, to start selling off uh, BLM lands, the Bureau of Land Management, uh, to sell it off for... I don't think it was specifically written for BLM land, though. I think it was mostly just federal lands. I mean, it did include some... They did specifically indicate that it was like 3.3 million acres, though. Yeah, which is about the size of... Which is about the size of Connecticut. Yeah, and they wanted to open it up for exploration, for oil and gas and whatever. And that bill did get shut down. Uh, it did not pass the branch that it was in. So there is a small beacon of hope <laughs> for preserving our na- uh, natural lands. However, um, as of right now, uh, I think there are at least three other bills that have been introduced to accomplish similar goals. So this is something that we need to continue to write our congressmen, representatives about, make it known that we do not approve of the destroying of our natural lands for short-term gains that are not, to be honest, are really not necessary, considering battery technology, solar panel technology, and, and things like these. So that's all I wanted to say really quickly, just... There's a small beacon of hope, but the fight is not over. <laughs> uh, anyway, so <clears throat> uh, as as far as as far as politics goes, uh, if you're pa- if 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 you're f- feeling passionate or if you are passionate about specific things, uh, just real quick, last couple of seconds of the episode, hit up your congressman, hit up your senators. Uh, you have that ability. I've done it. Uh, you know, um, I know my my senator in this area has actually like emails um, regularly. If if you're hitting him up, he if he's responsible and um, understands uh, more than Twitter, um, he can hit up you personally in an email. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's it's a formal email that's going out to a whole bunch of people. But at the same time, he they do want to know how you feel. I mean, they do. Um, because they need to figure out 
what's going to keep them in office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if the only input they're getting is from, you know, corporate special interests and not from their well, I don't want to go that far, but all I'm saying is <laughs> okay. uh, if, the, if the corporations understand that they can hit them up, you need to understand that you can hit them up as well. And if you're passionate about something, if you feel uh, strongly about a topic, you do have that ability. And for the longest time, I thought, okay, well, I go vote. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. You can, you can hit up your senators and your congressmen without, without ju- like, the vote obviously matters, but you can, you can contact them. You, yeah. can write your, you can write your senators. You can email your senators. Um, you just got to figure out where, like, where to go. You know what I mean? But if you know yeah. who your senator is, you can usually just do a search and contact google it um and their webs or like the senator congressman will have a website uh where you can uh find their contact information now granted you're probably not going to sit there on the phone with your senator or your congressman uh but they will get your information they'll they'll if you if you let them like know do it professionally don't sit don't say anything crazy or anything like that that's going to get yourself arrested or put on put on some list um, but if you feel strongly about something, either either side, maybe maybe you think we should get rid of some land. I don't know. If you feel strongly about it, always know that you can hit up your representatives. That's all I got to say about that. Um, it's been a great week, guys. I always appreciate uh, listener feedback. Uh, you can hit us up at the Camp and Canine at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on the website. Review us on iTunes. It's always appreciated. Emails are great. Love it. Um, if you want to send us anything, it's always appreciated. Um, again, great week. Great conversation. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Um, have a wonderful work week. If you're working this week, if you're not working week, this week, you're lucky. I'm jealous. Um, and we will, we will talk to you next week. Get outside. <laughs>